0: To the boulder city podcast my guest today is adam stetson the pastor of christ lutheran church sometimes a tragedy can result in something good and that's what stetson is trying to accomplish adam and his wife jessica discovered that their son Zechariah had a terminal diagnosis that resulted in his death just three days after his birth but since they learned that Zechariah had this issue before he was born they began reading to him while he was in the womb and for the three days of his life This has resulted in a program called Reading to Z, which is affiliated with Dolly Parton's Imagination Library and provides books to children up to five years of age. The Imagination Library is worldwide, but Reading to Z is focused on Boulder City. Adam talks about his program and how it has been received, as well as his faith and his journey with Christ. He spoke with me in Boulder City in August. Welcome to the Boulder City Podcast. My guest today is Adam Stetson, the the pastor at uh, Christ Lutheran Church here in Boulder City, and we're going to talk about a program he started, uh, turning a tragedy in, into some good good uh, uh, things. So, uh, Adam, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So let's start uh, with your spiritual journey and how, how you uh, you know, committed yourself to Christ and uh, you became the pastor at the Christ Lutheran.
1: So... Uh... Growing up, I mostly went to a UCC congregation Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh,
0: excuse me, but what what is UCC? Uh,
1: it actually stands for United Church of Christ. Uh, it it was in a predominantly uh, white community Mm -hmm. and, uh, my family's multi-racial family. Okay. My parents started doing foster care when Mm -hmm. I was five, uh, did it for 12 years. And uh, had 120, 125 kids wow. come through our house in,
0: in 12 years. Wow, that's amazing.
1: And so uh, my parents only adopted seven of them.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. So I have only only <laughs> only seven. Yeah. Uh, so I have nine siblings. Okay. Uh, so five boys, five girls, uh-huh. uh, and we have a multiracial family. Mm-hmm. And so um, coincidentally, uh, my mom had lots of foster parent friends. Okay. And they had what's called an angel tree where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the credit union here in town right. has yep. an angel tree. Yep. Uh, and back then you would put a picture of the kid mm-hmm. and, you know, what size clothes they wear and a toy right. or two that okay. they, they wanted. And usually when you have a picture, it helps people, like, connect and, right. and sure. relate to the kid. Uh, and so my uh, mom noticed that all of the white kids were taken and none of the other kids were. Okay. She said, well, maybe it's time for us to find a new church right? since <laughs> we... Have a, a diverse family, right? And so uh, we ended up going to a Lutheran church that was in a different part of town, mm-hmm. uh, and it reflected the community of that part of town. And okay. so the congregation was very diverse. Right. That looked like our family. Okay. Um, so we went to a Lutheran church for a while. And my parents never really valued church membership, so we right. church hopped around and went to mm-hmm. various churches over the years. Um, But once I got old enough to drive myself, I would go to the UCC church, uh, or I'd go to the Lutheran church in the morning, and uh, they, at the liturgy, gospel preached, and I'd go to the UCC church uh, later in the morning because there were other kids my age there. Mm -hmm. So um, I was kind of a a Mm self-directed, go to one church in the morning, go to the other church later in the morning. Um, I graduated graduated high school, joined the Marine Corps, and uh, got deployed to Iraq. Uh, twice, uh, twelve months the first time, seven months the second time. Okay, and uh, being 19 uh, and having rockets and mortars shot at you yeah. uh, grows you up real quick and yeah. uh, brings you face to face with uh, with your creator. Yeah, sure. And so uh, I found that I had to uh, make peace with that real quick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, uh, you're 19, and the guy in the bunk next to you uh, doesn't come back
0: yeah
1: that day sure right so there you are 19 and the guy that was sleeping in the rack right next to you isn't he's not there anymore he's gone, yeah. um and then that could have just as easily been you, yeah, you. right right uh so that's uh those experiences i'd say uh grew my faith quite a bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and i had some people suggest uh or recommend to me that i go to seminary so, I did my four years of active duty and then went to Concordia, Irvine. Okay. Uh, and did my pre seminary studies there. Uh, so, got my undergrad in theology. Okay. Uh, started a master's program uh, at Irvine. Uh, got two years into it and then transferred to St. Louis uh, and did my uh, four year master's program there. Okay. And uh, once I graduated seminary in St. Louis, got called here to Boulder City. Okay. So, that, that's kind of the spiritual journey.
0: Right. So so did you decide that you wanted to become a pastor uh, while you were in the Marines, or did that happen before that?
1: Um, no, I never had plans to be a pastor. Uh-huh. Um, it was once I was in the Marines and people suggested that I go to seminary. I was like, uh, I had more than one person that was not related. They weren't mm-hmm. connected. They didn't know each other. Right. So they independently suggested, hey, you should consider going to seminary. Right. Um, so I took that as a sign that I should consider going to seminary. Right. So uh, I went, and this is where it ended.
0: Okay. So was there a chaplain in the military that you were especially close to? Uh,
1: there were a couple chaplains. Mm-hmm. Um, one was in boot camp uh, that was Lutheran, like yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, uh, his name was Craig Mueller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the chaplains while I was in Al-Assad. Uh, and coincidentally, he is coming to preach at Christ Lutheran in September.
0: Oh, great. Great. So That's exciting to be able to bring somebody in who, who actually inspired you. you know? Right. That's very nice. So I, I want to talk more about the church uh, a little later, but I, I, we're here to talk about a, a program you started uh, uh, called Reading to Z, uh, you know, and it's connected to the Oprah Winfrey Network. Uh, but Let's start with the story of, of your son, Zachary, who, who uh, inspired this mission so uh
1: in 2021 uh we had a son uh, and he was diagnosed with trisomy 18 which is a a terminal diagnosis Mm -hmm. he had an extra 18th chromosome and so uh, he was born in january of
0: 2022
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, he lived for three days uh, all three days in the hospital and um yeah that's uh story of our, our son um, we got some memorial money mm-hmm. uh, at the funeral and um, some life insurance money from mm-hmm. our uh, our benefit plan okay. uh, and decided to, j- to just put that away for a little bit uh, until we decided what we wanted to do with it mm-hmm. um, and we ultimately decided to start reading to see okay. which is a, a separate nonprofit right? um and it works with the uh dolly parton's imagination library okay
0: and no, the, that's right dolly parton not oprah right uh, that's all right <laughs> they're uh, still big stores, right yeah like both of them
1: so uh dolly parton started imagination okay. library mm-hmm. uh for her own county for her own state okay and uh was trying to increase childhood literacy right and so uh, started this foundation that sends a book to kids every month mm-hmm. from uh, birth to age five. Okay. So they get a book every month, presumably their parents or grandparents get to sit down and, and right. read to them. And so it started uh, in our own hometown or in our own county and spread to the rest of the state. And mm-hmm. is now spread across country and around the world. Okay. And so uh, she doesn't do all of the funding. She takes right. care of all of the back end work. Sure. And so takes care of the mail lists and the mm-hmm. mailing, but then works with local nonprofits to do the fundraising and registering people. Right. And so we are that local nonprofit that does the fundraising and registers people okay. for the program. So we take care of that end. We register them. And then uh, Dolly Parton sends them a book every month.
0: Okay. So, so why this reading? I mean, I, 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 I understood you, you read to, to uh, Zachariah when he was in the womb, and he also in the three days he was alive.
1: Right, right. So um, babies can hear when they're in the womb, mm-hmm. and so uh, we made the most of the time that we had with them. Uh, at 20 weeks of pregnancy, which is about halfway through pregnancy, mm-hmm. uh, we got the diagnosis we read to we have three girls as well okay, right. so we have always read to all of them while mm-hmm. while they're in the womb and uh, we have a seven five and three-year-old right now we continue to read to them sure. now mm-hmm. and so uh read to him while he was in the womb and read to his sisters at the same time and then uh while it, he was in the hospital he has a, a real sensitive nervous system mm-hmm. so uh, we couldn't hold him and he needed to stay under wow. the lights and right um couldn't really touch him because yeah. then his uh, his oxy- oxygen levels would move around, and mm-hmm. so he had to uh, not be stimulated very much. Right, and so uh, we took that time to read to him, mm-hmm. and uh, Jessica read children's books to him, and I read Psalms to him. Okay, and so that was uh, how we were able to spend those three days reading to him. And right. that's how we got to spend time with him since great, great. we couldn't hold him mm-hmm. or. Or do any of those other things that you normally do with sure. new babies?
0: Yeah, right. What yeah. we could
1: do is is read to them.
0: Yeah. So so you had to connect that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so uh, we got three wonderful days mm-hmm. to read with them. So uh, we're hoping that that inspires other people to read to their kids.
0: Okay. Hope great. that
1: uh, reading to Z lays this foundation of people being able to connect with their kids mm-hmm. and read to their kids. Yeah. Like we were able to do for three
0: days. Well, I like the way that connotes reading to Z. It's like you, you go through every letter of the alphabet and, and uh, you know, uh, you end, end with Z. Uh, I think that's, uh, or, or Z, as they say. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, reading to Zechariah is what it stands for. Sure, of but. course,
0: right. So um, how do people get involved uh, w- with this uh, this effort?
1: All right, so they can go to ChristLutheranBC.org, mm-hmm. uh, go to the menu page and click reading to Z, and that'll... Uh, explain and unpack the story a little bit more mm-hmm. and you can uh, either click to go register their mm-hmm. own kids if their kids are between birth and five yep. or kids grandkids uh, so register them uh, they can do it that way uh, so our church page will take them to the registration page mm-hmm. for imagination library uh, and or they can also give through the church
0: page there. okay so you, you can contribute then, uh, you know, uh, and I imagine if you have a, a young child, uh, you, you can enroll them in that way also.
1: Right, right. So um, it, it doesn't cost the recipients mm-hmm. anything. Uh, it's free to the recipients.
0: And that's you don't I, have to, you, you know, you the level of, of your your income uh, doesn't really matter then nope, either.
1: Nope, it doesn't uh, ask your income. It, yeah. it asks how old your kid is and what your address is. Okay, that's it. that That's
0: it. Yeah. Now, the books that they send out, are they spiritually based, Christian based? The, they're
1: not. They're no. just regular kids' yeah. books. Okay. Uh, so, the first book that everybody gets is The Little Engine That Could. Okay. Do you remember that book? Sure. Right? We've <laughs> all read it.
0: I read it to my kids for right? sure. I yeah. think I can. I think yeah. I
1: can. Yeah. So, that's the first book that uh, everybody gets. And then uh, after that, given the kid's birthday, mm-hmm. they're age appropriate books. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, simpler books when they're closer to birth. And, right little bit harder books right once they get closer to five
0: so how about your your seven-year-old uh is she the has she shown an interest in reading herself
1: oh yeah our kids love reading yeah and they're it's it's a regular part of their bedtime routine yeah that uh they they want to be read to and so they go and grab their books dad will you read this book to me today Mm -hmm. sure mom will you read this book to me today
0: so I used to make up stories to read to my kids and <laughs> they, they still reference it some of my I had certain topics I w- always went back to and you know just off the top of my head and they still remember it so that's, that's great sure. bond with them that way at, at bedtime
1: yeah. Or if it's been a long day, you might skip a couple pages. Yeah, you're, exactly, you're falling right. asleep reading yeah. the
0: children's book. Yes, I, <laughs> I often fell asleep before they did. So, <laughs> so uh, how did you get involved with, with Dolly Parton then? Uh, was this uh, uh, something that, that you just you stumbled across, or, or did somebody come to you and explain You know, she could help with this?
1: Um, it was actually a visit to my best friend in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Okay. Uh, he uh, has four children, and... I just happened to see uh, some books lying around, and I was asking him about them, and he explained, oh, yeah, it's Dolly Parton's Imagination Library, and I was like, well, what is that? Right. So he explained to me, so he was just a recipient up in South Dakota of of books, okay. and so I learned about the program from one of my friends being a recipient of books, and so I thought, oh, that's a really good idea. I wonder if that's available in Boulder City, and it wasn't uh, at that time okay. when we looked and said, so I would have registered my own kids right. so they would sure, receive right. books and we have more books to read to our kids at bedtime anyway. Sure, right. Um, but it requires some funding mm-hmm. and so it wasn't in Boulder city yet. And so I just put that in the back of my head and said, maybe one day the church can yeah. do some fundraising and we mm-hmm. can get this thing started. And, uh, then we had our son and said, actually, uh, we don't need the, the church to start it. Sure. We're, we're just going to start it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And did you fund it with, with some of the, the money that you got uh, as a result of uh, Zachariah's death?
1: Right. So uh, that is the seed money for it is mm-hmm. the memorial money that we got from the funeral and the life insurance money that we got from our benefits plan. Okay. And uh, that's the seed money.
0: And how about some of your parishioners, have, have they contributed? Yeah. Um,
1: so as we've told other people about it, uh, other people have said, wow, that's uh, – the price that it costs to print the book and sure. acquire the books and mail the books is a really good price and uh as we've just explained the program to people right. some other people have have written some some checks as well
0: great great so let's talk about the church i mean uh it, it it's I, i've read through your website it sounds like a, a really unique uh, uh uh opportunity there for people to to really come uh, so where is it located at fifth and avenue b okay it's uh, right, right across from uh, the pool area there, right? Uh, on the corner. Okay. We're the
1: ones with the ice cream at 4th of July. <laughs> right, okay. And we're the ones with the cookies right. and the hot chocolate
0: <laughs> at the Christmas parade. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, the Christmas parade, right? A lot of people, uh, that's where the parade starts down there, or does it end down it, there? It, it ends down ends there. It ends down there, correct. But
1: right. we usually open our doors right. uh, for 4th of July and the right. Christmas parade. Like, communities yep. coming to our doorstep, and they all ask the same question, do you have a restroom I can right. use?
0: <laughs>
1: yes. And so we put tape down on the ground right. from the front okay. door back to the restroom because everybody needs to use a restroom at the parade, and, and of
0: course, nowhere else is open. Of course, the, the wonderful house with all the lights is on that street too. It uh, is just a couple of, of uh, doors down from your church. So, so um, how many persons do you have right now? Uh, under 100. Okay, so it's it's a pretty a pretty intimate gathering then, I would imagine.
1: It is as as I think most things here in Boulder City are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like. A Lowe's or a Home Depot wouldn't fit in Boulder City. Right. Right? But yeah, sure. True Value and Ace Hardware, yeah. which are small local yeah. hardware mm-hmm. stores, those fit perfectly here. Yeah, and I think, so, most, as
0: you say, most of the churches here are like that, I think. Yeah. You know. Right. You know, there's not not you know thousands of people that come to the church every every year, but it, but that makes it more more intimate so that you can you can really get involved. Then I guess with your parishioners.
1: Yeah, it's uh, there, there's some pros and cons to that more sure. intimate <laughs> uh, that setting. Yeah, where uh, if you're you're not there, people will notice. Right, and when you are there, people are gonna talk to you yeah okay Uh, and so um if you're looking to go to church and be anonymous and not (laughs) engage and interact with anybody most of the churches in Boulder City right. aren't going to be a good fit for you right. because...
0: You might want to go to one of those those super churches down in Henderson, right? Right, right. And and they're doing great stuff. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not, not criticizing it at all. And, and some people like that. And they like to, to be anonymous and just go and and, and look inward rather than, than re-outward. And, and that's fine as well. But, uh, but in Boulder City, you're right. I mean, everybody knows everybody else. And uh, it's a small town. And uh, that's what we like about it. Right. So... Um, You've got two services, one on Saturday night, one on Sunday. Saturday night is a little little more casual, I understand.
1: It is. So when I arrived, the sign out front said that it was a country western service.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs>
1: uh, there was nothing country western about it once yeah. you came to it. Uh-huh. But that's what the sign outside said. Um, and I guess when they started it in the 90s, uh, they wore cowboy boots and oh, yeah. <laughs> had a banjo and a guitar and and played some songs. Um, but, yeah, our services, uh, the structure mm-hmm. and format of the service, both services, Saturday night and Sunday morning, looks the same. Right. Uh, Saturday night, we have an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. uh, player and singer that yeah. leads the songs Sunday morning. is led by an organ. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, the structure and format uh, right. of uh, the service is the same. The sermon is the same. Right. Unless the sermon's really awful on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, right. After I preach it, I'm like, oh, that sermon <laughs> so, was awful. I'll rewrite it for Sunday morning, but most right. of the time there is are the okay, same. great.
0: So um, uh, you do also, uh, you, you, you call that uh, your church a community-based church. So explain how, how, what that means.
1: Um, that we are Christ-centered, community-oriented, and historically rooted. Mm-hmm, exactly, um, right. So uh, we're Christ-centered in that uh, it, we believe that it's all about Jesus. Yeah. It's, it's not about us. Mm-hmm. So uh, everything is centered on Christ crucified uh, and risen from the dead. Yeah. And so uh, we are community-oriented in that we are uh, striving to be Mm outward-facing, engaged, and oriented towards the community. Uh, Luther, right? If you know, if you understand your Reformation history, right? Right. Luther was an Augustinian (laughs) monk, right? And he was always trying. He was searching for assurance, right? And so he's he's doing all of these things, uh, trying to ensure and make sure that. Uh, he's in. Right. Right. That God loves him, mm-hmm. that he has God's favor. Right. So he's doing these pilgrimages on his knees, walking up the stairs on his knees, and he's, he's doing all of these things. Uh, and then once the Reformation came about, right, you realized that God didn't need his good works. Right. Mm-hmm. But that his neighbor did. Right. And so, uh, right, that's a quote from Luther God sure. doesn't need your good works, but your neighbor does. Yeah. And so uh, Luther's quoted as saying that a mother changing a dirty diaper Mm -hmm. is doing a more holy work than all of the monks combined in all of Europe.
0: Right. Right,
1: because you're serving someone else. Right. Whereas the monks were all self-serving and Mm -hmm. they weren't outward facing, they weren't serving their neighbor. Right, right. And so uh, we... Take that to its logical conclusion, say, right, God, God doesn't need our good works. We don't need to prove anything to God. Mm-hmm. We, we believe Jesus has handled all of that. Sure. Um, and so then we are able to genuinely look around and see what are the needs of our neighbor? Mm-hmm. What what are the needs in our community? Right. And then actually tend to those needs. Right. Right. God is, sure. we believe God has taken care of all of our needs. Mm-hmm. So then we're free to go take care of our neighbor's needs.
0: Right. Exactly. So, uh, in terms of you know the the development of the Lutheran Church, uh, um, obviously there's a lot of different Protestant denominations. Uh, do you do you get get along? Do you work with with other denominations and, and not not necessarily just Protestant, but Catholics and, and Jewish and that kind of thing?
1: I, I try to. There's yeah. uh, there's some things that we can do together. Right. There's some things that we have some differences on that we we can't do together. Sure. But uh, all of the things that we are able to work together on right. all of the human care all of the mm-hmm. right the mercy work right the community service stuff we can work next to anybody to to serve our community okay great when it comes to worship services mm-hmm. those were, we're probably sure. going to to stick with people that believe what we believe mm-hmm. yeah and there's some historical precedent for that uh, in the history of the lutheran church uh, there were some kings that were trying to force people who didn't believe the same thing right. to worship together. And they said, well, we how can we worship together when we don't believe the same thing? There's sure, some right. differences here. And so since uh, there was somebody forcing them to do it, uh, Lutherans are a little more, because of that history, yeah. a little uh, stickier on that. Well, we're, we're not going to voluntarily do these things. that right. we, If we don't have these things in common, we sure. don't have them in common. Right. And that's fine. You guys do you we'll do us. And when we can work together, we will absolutely work together. Okay, great.
0: So what time are the services then on on Saturday and Sunday? Uh five
1: PM on Saturday, nine thirty on Sunday morning.
0: Okay. And another thing I, 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 that interests me about about your church is that uh, you don't have a, a special section for children or families. You know, if the kids are going to gonna act up during services, uh, they're going to act up in front of uh, everybody, I guess. Right.
1: It's uh, the whole family, the whole time. Yeah. And so our mission is to, uh, to grow the kingdom by connecting the whole family sure. to the whole family of God. Mm-hmm and so uh we're not going to segregate the, we're not going to divide up the family right and segregate people by age group for different worship services one we're all small churches here in boulder right, city right, right? so sure. right at the dinner table right family sits together and mm-hmm. eats together at the dinner table yeah and so we view family of god as as that mm-hmm. that we are all a family and our our theology says that yes those babies are right. part of the family right and so what why would we segregate part of the family in worship yeah. right we're we're all there to be fed to be nourished mm-hmm. to hear god's word and so right. let's all do that it's right. all worship together and so the the benefits of that are that the kids right get to see people of all age groups sure in church together in community, Mm -hmm. right? They have role models of, hey, here's what it looks like to be a Christian when you're a teenager, right? Because they see the teenagers in worship. Mm -hmm. Here's what it looks like for... Here's what it looks like to be a Christian in your 20s because people in their 20s that come to church. Here's what it looks like to be a Christian when you're a working professional, right? Because there's working professionals in church. Mm -hmm. Here's what it looks like to be a Christian when you're retired yeah. right and so they they have an example they have a role model throughout their whole life in every age group of what it looks like to be a christian in that age group
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the the other thing that happens is uh is our life together right um it, if you've been married for any amount of time you realize that right marriage takes work mm, right. and right as soon as the honeymoon phase is over you realize how much you irritate and frustrate each other right, right right but then how do you continue to do life together right right you've made this commitment that you're going to stick together mm. and so how do you do that well you right. do that by saying hey i'm sorry i offended you i messed up and you forgive each other right
0: yeah
1: it's not a whole lot different in the church yeah right and that you do life together through thick through thin mm-hmm. like a family
0: yeah
1: right and so yeah, kids are going to squawk. They because that's what kids do. Yeah. Kids sure. act like kids. Yeah. Well, why would you expect a kid to not act like a kid? Yeah. For this in this space and at this time. Sure. Yeah, they're going to act like kids. They're going to get distracted. They're going to get wiggly. They're going to get squirmy, right? Right. That that's okay. That that's how God created kids to act. Right. Um, so just we have the expectation that uh, if you're in your retirement, that you're not acting like a two-year-old, mm-hmm. but we expect two-year-olds to act like two-year-olds. Sure, right, right,
0: right yeah. So
1: I, that, I have a microphone. I yeah.
0: can I can talk louder. There you go. <laughs> I like I like how you uh, also uh, tell people the, the time that the, the sermon takes. Uh, what, what you say around 12 minutes, right? Yep. So, you know, right. you you can keep your kid quiet for about 12 minutes. You know, <laughs> and and if not, that's all right. Yeah, sure. Right,
1: Like, the, the whole service preaches. It's yeah. not just me, right. right? Like, that. that's why we have a liturgy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you go to an Episcopal church, right? right? And you guys have a liturgy. The whole service preaches, if, if you're listening to the words in the rest of the service, right. right? And in a sense, the rest of the service protects you from an awful sermon. Yeah. Right? Right. If, if the sermon's not good, I've, <laughs> I've preached some yeah. bad sermons, right? Right? Uh, right? The rest of the service should be proclaiming the word. Sure. Right. Right? And right. so... Um, even if you have to step out, if you have to go change a diaper during the sermon, that, that's fine. You have the rest of the service that right. has proclaimed God's word and the hymns, sure. in the scripture readings. Right, it, it's all there. So, um, in, and if your kid's a distraction at that point, right. th- that's okay. You have the rest of the service right. that also feeds you, and you're it, we have the long view of the game. Right, right? Okay. like this is a season. Your kid is not going to be two forever. Mm-hmm right? Your kid is going to grow and mature into these things. Sure. And how how does a kid learn how to be part of the congregation? Mm-hmm. How do they learn how to be part of the church if they've never been part of the church? Right. Now, I think that uh, some of what we see in the church today is is of our own causing. Yeah. Right. We, we see some of the, the demographic shifts in the church in North America. But If you have always separated your kids and never integrated them into the larger community, right? So for 18 years, you've said, hey, big church, this thing over there is not for you,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? And then they turn 18, and we wonder why they say, oh, yeah, church is not for me. Right. Well, because we never incorporated them. We never brought them into the community. Sure. And so yeah it's no wonder that they're not part of the community because we never did our due diligence to bring them in so yeah yeah, that makes sense from the time you're in the womb right you're participating in worship Mm -hmm. you're part of the community you're here with us right you don't leave until i do your funeral yeah exactly
0: right so what are are some of the other activities in the church i know most churches have things that happen during the week
1: yeah so uh regular midweek bible study Mm -hmm. talking about jesus we think he's kind of a big deal
0: yeah yeah, kind of, yeah.
1: Uh, exactly. we, we also have a preschool that uh, okay. they started back in the mid-90s, 94. Mm-hmm. They launched Little Lamps Preschool, and uh, they had used the church building there at 5th right. and Avenue B. Um, when I arrived, uh, it was not mm-hmm. a thriving preschool. It was yeah. a struggling preschool. Um, I'd been here about three weeks, and I'd not seen any kids, and I'd not seen any teachers, and I'd not <laughs> seen a director. Yeah. So I dug up the, re- the director's number and said, hey, I'm the new pastor, just trying to figure out what's going on around here. Mm-hmm. She said, um, yeah, I'm not coming back. I'm retiring, yep. and most of our licenses are about to expire. Nice to meet you. Bye.
0: <laughs> so So you had a, a big challenge when you, as we, soon as you got here. Then,
1: right. Yeah. So uh, we spent the rest of the year getting our licensing back up in order, mm-hmm. uh, relaunched Little Lambs Preschool January 2nd okay. of 2018. Uh took us about six months to fill it up, mm-hmm. and uh, we have pretty consistently had a wait list yeah. since then. Uh, until uh, this past Easter, Tuesday after this past Easter, we moved into a new building that mm-hmm. has a, a larger capacity.
0: Okay, great. So
1: okay. Little Lambs Preschool is a ministry of Christ Lutheran Church.
0: Okay, great, great. So... Um, how does it work uh, in terms of uh, being assigned the pastor? I know, uh, I know, in the Catholic Church, you know, the pastors come and go pretty quickly here in Boulder City. I think we've had five in the last five years. You know, mm. um, so are you are you there for as long as you want to be there, or are you there as long as the the church hierarchy wants you to be there?
1: Um, so when you graduate from seminary, mm-hmm. they assign you and they place you at your first congregation. Right. Uh, we, we, have, functionally, we have a bishop, mm-hmm. uh, and he usually the, the unwritten rule is they want the new guys to right. be in their congregation for at least three years yeah. before they move somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not good for the congregation. It's right. not good sure. for the guy. Like if you haven't been there at least three years, did, did you even really try? Like,
0: yeah.
1: Did, did you work through some struggles and did you work through some conflict? Yeah. Like don't give up so easily. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, the unwritten rule is be there at least three years before we'll consider right. moving you or putting you on a list.
0: So you've been there, what, about five uh, years I've been then? there six years six this months. month. Okay, great.
1: great. Um, and so uh, at the three-year mark, uh, he asked, hey, uh, this other congregation asked for your information. What would you like me to do? Uh, and that was the summer of 2020. And I said, oh, we just bought a house. <laughs> like, we haven't even finished un- packing all of the, all of the boxes yet. So, uh, we're, we're not looking to move. Yeah. Um, so, uh, to answer your question, theoretically, I could be here, uh, until my funeral. I could be here until I die Mm -hmm. or until I retire. Um, it is entirely up to me and and the Lord. Okay. Uh, so there are no plans to move me from here Mm -hmm. right now. Um, and we don't have plans to move. Yeah. Uh, if God has some other plans, we'll, uh, we'll find out about them when you do. Okay.
0: So at this point though, you're committed to Boulder city,
1: right? Uh, actually last spring, uh, so spring of, uh, 2022, Mm -hmm. we got a call to another congregation, Mm -hmm. a larger congregation, uh, with a full school. Yeah. So, uh, preschool through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. And then there was a, it was a feeder into a local Lutheran high school. Okay um and that they, they offered a larger salary larger congregation and uh we ultimately declined that call yeah so mm-hmm. we we returned it and said actually we, we think god has called us here to boulder city for yeah, right now right right um so yeah we are committed to boulder city yeah uh for now yeah and if god has other plans for us uh we're open to them i I told my bishop that uh, if God wants to move me, I don't want to be a stubborn mule about it. Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm, we're pretty happy where we are. Yeah. We, we see that there's plenty of work before us.
0: Okay, great. Well, it sounds like you're doing doing uh, God's work here in Boulder City, and we hope you can stay here as as long as as long as uh, you know God wants you to be here. So uh, we we thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for filling us in on the uh, Reading to Z program. And anybody who wants to get in touch with that, what's what's the website? Christlutheranbc.org. Okay.
1: Uh, go to the menu page. Click Reading to Z. You can read some more about it, and you okay. can register your kids from there. Uh, you can also come talk to me or my wife, Jessica, or Donna, who is the director at the preschool. Okay. And uh, we can direct you to the registration page. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. It's open to uh, anybody and everybody from birth to age 5 in 89005.
0: And, it's, and it's, it's, not, it's not just limited to Boulder City. You, can you, you get people from other parts of, uh, of Nevada and/or uh, the country?
1: Uh, so, Imagination Library mm-hmm. is open uh, all around the world. Yeah. Uh, but it does take that local nonprofit. So, Reading right. to Z is just for eight nine zero zero five. There are some other nonprofits okay. uh, in the valley uh-huh. in Henderson uh, that have uh, taken that on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Reading to Z is just for Boulder City. But Imagination Library, uh, it, which is Dolly Parton's organization. Right works around the world okay great Reading disease just the boulder city affiliate
0: well adam thanks for joining us I, I really appreciate it and good luck with uh you know expanding that program and uh and, and sticking with with us here in boulder city because we need people like you here all the time
1: thanks so much for having me and it's a privilege to be here
0: Thanks for joining us on the Boulder City Podcast and special thanks to Boulder City Social for partnering with us in helping to disseminate the program. So we'll see you next time on the Boulder City Podcast.